Welcome to I'd Rather Stay In, the podcast for cozy introverts. We're your hosts, Megan Myers and Steffi Predmore. This week's episode, Women Supporting Women. Megan! Steffi! I have two things to say. The first is that we received our mail-in ballots today. Ooh, that's exciting. So we can do our voting stuff. I like made sure to put them on my desk in a safe space, A, so I wouldn't lose them, but also B, so they wouldn't get any schmutz on them. Because <laughs> I've heard if they have schmutz on them, they like don't accept them or, you know, some bullshit. So that's thing number one. Thing number two is in a very different direction. Before we hopped on to record, I was scrolling through Facebook and in a group that I'm in, like a crafting group that I'm in, someone posted this video. This woman's boyfriend challenged her to knit a life-size Thanos from the Avengers. And she did. He was like eight feet tall. And it was fucking wild. (laughs) It was like the wildest thing. It's like the, because it it seems like it took her months. Because it was, the video was sort of like a compilation where they had clearly taken like video of her doing it over the course of the months. And Mm. at various points, she's like, and somebody said that I should do da da da. Like, so it seemed like maybe it was something she was sharing along the way, like on Instagram or Reddit or who the fuck knows. Um, Cause she was like clearly getting feedback from people. Cause when she made the gauntlet and put the infinity, like knitted little infinity stones, somebody was like, Oh, you should do it so that they have Velcro and they can come in and out and blah, blah, blah. (laughs) And so she's like, so yeah, that was a great idea. So then I like unstitched them and like put them, did the Velcro, blah, blah, blah. But, um, it seems like it took her months and that she had multiple people like chiming in on this situation and like her dad got involved and made it so that like made this like stand thing so it could actually stand up (laughs) it was wild she had to stuff his body with like all the bags of polyfill she used like a duvet (laughs) she's literally like got a cheap duvet and like cut it up and rolled it up and like stuffed his body with with the duvet cover like all of this shit like on the arm that has the gauntlet on it her boyfriend asked like wanted her to make it so that it lit up like it did when he put the gauntlet on or whatever. And so she got these lights and then like stitched them in. And now she's like explaining it in the, in the video. She goes, yes, I know this is stupid. (laughs) (laughs) It was so funny. I mean, I guess like, I don't know if this, I assume this must, this is some sort of like recent thing that happened. Like maybe it was like a quarantine project. I don't know, but it would be an excellent quarantine project, but Anyway, I like just watched that. I was like, oh my God, I've got to tell everybody about this. How many points in time do you think she was like, this is stupid. I am not going to finish this. I give up. I don't know. I would, it would be like almost every point in time for me. Right. <laughs> but then you'd be like, but I have to finish like, it. The wild thing too is this woman, I mean, she, she has to be an incredible knitter because she was making the entire pattern as mm. she went. 
Like she, she, like first she had to get a, she like got a picture of Thanos, had to do like do the math to figure out like, okay, if he's like eight, because her boyfriend's like, a, he's like eight foot three. So of course, because you would know that. Of course, a boy would know that. So <laughs> had to figure out like, okay, if he's eight foot three, like you can see where they clearly did the math to figure out like how big his head should be and how big his torso should be and like all the different things. So she had to do a lot of math and like figuring out like, okay, how to do his clothes and just all of the things. It was, it was pretty incredible. So like, are his clothes like so you can? take them off like no they're, they're all like knitted? one piece so oh, like, okay it's all like knitted like his little vest because that was gonna be like stuff because if she could take off the gauntlet that would be wild that would be but no awesome. <laughs> <laughs> she like went ahead and just like made it all i think she was probably like this that would be it too, too far <laughs> like, too too far and then it becomes like a like a kendall situation Right. Like, what like, do you what do you what do you do down there? <laughs> what do I do I knit a giant Thanos penis or do I just not? I don't know. That's a <laughs> sentence I never thought would come out of my mouth, but there it is, you guys. Oh my god, it's it's we have to this we're gonna link this in our show notes because it is enormous. You found it? Looking. I did. It's, it's insane, insane right? It didn't fit in the room. No, she had to like <laughs> put it up outside because it didn't fit in their apartment. To be fair, like, well, not to be fair. I was gonna say something. Well, whatever. It it looks um it looks a little different between pictures. I don't know. I was gonna say it almost looks like Thanos is crossed with uh depressed Thor. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> he's a very, very large, large creation. He is a large creation. Is this this was not a small undertaking? That is, that is absolutely crazy. Yeah. So wow. it was pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I also love that. Um, Like, like if you Google just like woman knits giant Thanos, like it's uh, you can find it on a like a Reddit subreddit thing. I I don't know what those are called. My husband's the one that does Reddit, not me. But in any way, it's like that's called next fucking level. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's funny. Anyway, how much yarn did you use? Like, I all, mean, who would have like, to be? So all much. of the yawn. All of it. Literally all of it. That's crazy. I don't know. It's very funny. <laughs> His feet are enormous. His feet are enormous. <laughs> it's crazy. I was just met. I was brushing my teeth mesmerized by this video. What do you do with it, though, now? Like, I mean, it doesn't fit in their apartment. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> she can mail it to James Brown. <laughs> The most enormous box ever. <laughs> Excuse me, Mr. Brolin. Here's a very large thing for you. Not creepy at all. 
Nope, not not at all. That's not amazing. At all creepy. Thank you so. for sharing this with us. You're well. I just I watched. I was like, I'm so glad I'm watching this right before we record because I have to get on and tell everyone about it. <laughs> you know, oh all the goodness. like useless knowledge that I acquire, and one of them is: Did you know that one time a woman knit a life size Thanos? <laughs> Bless her. Because I'm sure her boyfriend probably said it in like a, mm, I, uh, yeah, I bet you wouldn't do that. Yeah, or like, you know, you need something to do? I got a project for you. Ha, and, then ha, ha. She, and then she was like, okay, <laughs> challenge accepted. I mean, it says since May, so that's like actually not as long as you would think. But it depends oh, on how many like hours a day she spent knitting. I mean, yeah, there is that. Like, does she are does she have a job? Like, what you know? Like, there's a lot. Of, I just I have a lot of questions. Yeah, I probably it's hard not to have, have the questions. Answers. It's hard not to have the questions. I will probably never have answers to the questions, but you know, <laughs> there it is. So we'll uh, we'll link to it in the show notes because it is pretty crazy. <laughs> it's pretty great. So you are here now, here being Illinois. I am. I am in my house. It's so exciting. We are not podcasting in the same room yet, although that is yet soon yeah. to come. We have to figure out the technological side of that, but I'm very excited to that'll be like a whole that that will be like a whole new level. Yeah, that'll be fun. It it's not just the technology, like we have to figure out where we're actually going to be for that. Yes. As well, um we have space here. I just need to know figure out like what that actually Right. There's like logistics like. guys. <laughs> yes. I don't even have carpeting in here yet, people, so like. <laughs> Yeah, you've been waiting on new carpet, so you haven't been able to put together anything upstairs, right? Yes. There um so we have a guest room that does not have carpeting, and so that room is like together. Like that's where uh, Bob and I've been sleeping. Um, and then I I shoved a bunch of other stuff in there today, actually, <laughs> to make room. It's the catch-all. Um, but all the other rooms up here are getting carpeting, brand new carpeting, because this carpet is Gross. disgusting. Um, and it's finally coming tomorrow. Which feels like it feels like it's forever, but we've only actually been in this house since Thursday, so it's not right. Even you been haven't a week. even been there a full week. <laughs> um, but when you can't unpack, it feels like a really long time, right? So we have to. We can't put any of the beds together or like really unpack our clothing and stuff like that. So that's very exciting for that to be done tomorrow, and then I can finally like finish settling in. <sighs> <laughs> it's, it's okay it's just around the corner you can be all all settled in you would think but every time i turn around there's like another thing where yeah. my husband's just like we should be doing this thing and i'm like really yeah I, I, you're mm. <laughs> yeah so before we get into our talk we're gonna do a brief sidebar about this house thing <laughs> it's fine. because um so I, uh, in <laughs> my uh, other time, I food blog and take recipe photos and stuff for a magazine and other all the all that extra time that she yeah. has. Um, so I have some ca- a couple cabinets that are like prop spaces, 
and uh, we were setting them up in my office, and at at our old house, they were mounted to the wall, and so at this house, Bob's like, oh, they should be mounted to the wall, blah, 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 and I'm like, first of all, they're like a million pounds, like, they're hard to move with Bob and I moving them together, and also now they're, and they're going to be full of dishes, so... And your kids aren't really furniture climbing age they're anymore. They're not furniture climbing age. And all, like they're, the cabinets are like six feet tall. Um, so there's various reasons why like I don't think they need to be mounted. Um, so he mounted one of them and then he was mounting the other one and he drilled a hole in a pipe. <laughs> um, I tried so hard not to laugh when he told me that. Which is the pipe for the upstairs bathroom shower. <laughs> uh, so we couldn't use the upstairs shower. Did, like, water just come spurting out? Like, what, um, how, how did he... What happened? Well, he realized it was a pipe. Because <laughs> he all of a sudden heard a different noise and was yes. like, oh, fuck. Um, and so then we had to, like, turn out, try all the different waters. Like, try all the different things upstairs to see, like, what it was. <laughs> and he tried the shower first and water came out so yeah um but like it was just the shower it wasn't like the toilet or anything like Thank that god um but then we had plumbers come out yesterday because they were they were actually coming anyway so the plumbers fixed it and then we put drywall on it and like patched it all up and stuff and so <laughs> The other, there's no paint that matches this room. Apparently, there's like, oh yeah, because that's the like one room you didn't have repainted. Yeah, I mean we didn't repaint a lot of the rooms, but um, yeah, the there's like 50 cans of paint in the basement, and not that one. <laughs> <laughs> of course. So it's like this weird spot that does not have any paint. Like, it's painted, but doesn't match. But it's fine, because it's getting covered by the cabinet, mostly. But then, we're, like, moving the cabinet back today. And he's like, I think we should mount this. And I'm like, what? No. <laughs> he's like, I can get a stud. And I'm like, no. Oh, my God. Yeah. Bob. I know. And he wanted to do other something else the other day, where he was like, oh, we can just drill a hole. I'm like, that wasn't so well last time. <laughs> uh, oh, my God. It was a joyous event. Um, I don't even... It's pretty exciting. God bless him. Every day it's a conversation about whether or not it's the day where he's going to cut a hole in the garage to put a door in it. (laughs) Guys, I went over on (laughs) Thursday when they got into town and I was like helping Megan unpack her kitchen. And Bob just kept like coming in and out of the house yapping about this garage. He hates the garage so he, much. He was, he was annoyed because there were things in the garage. He didn't think that the mover should have put in the garage, which I told them to put in the garage. And then he was annoyed because there's not another, there's not like a door. Like There's the big garage door, but there's not like a regular door. And he just kept talking about, he, talking about the garage. Yeah. And I was like, oh, okay. Yep. that was one evening and you've had a week of it no wonder it's felt like a long week yeah yeah and then today it was like we have to put an awning over the basement steps because there's there's like a thousand doors on this house that go outside (laughs) (laughs) and one set of one door is to the basement and so he wants an awning over that whole like situation so that water doesn't immediately go 
down those stairs and into the door, which it doesn't really look like it does. So he's like, I need to, we need to protect it because of blah, blah, blah. Like, you know, you want to protect the foundation and all these things. And I'm like, but it's been that way literally for 140 years. Right. Like, I think it's probably okay. (laughs) It seems fine. Like, I don't, I don't know. And also you can't really put an awning there because there's like a window. So it would like be covered by the window or the window would be covered up by an awning. It would look really stupid. And then now he's like, now he's like, well, if we just extend this roof line out to the whole, like the corner of the, I'm like, that would look stupid too. And he's like, well, but like, oh my God. Like just one, one project at a time. Just yeah. one thing at a time. Just pick one. But preferably yeah. the thing I want you to pick. Yes. Um, that is true. <laughs> Not the thing you want to do. I need you to do the thing that needs to actually be done. I think he's just he, he just sees so many things that, like, yeah, they probably do. Some things, not necessarily an awning, but, like, certain things do need to be done. But he, I think he just sees, like, so many things. And he's so, just like, I'm going to do the biggest thing on this list (laughs) yeah so when we moved into our house we moved in like the week before christmas and then in like january or february i had gone to the gym and i came back and my lovely husband was like crowbarring part of the door frame in the kitchen off I was like, what are you doing? And he was like, well, I'm going to, because the kitchen is the only room in the downstairs where the trim is painted. The rest, it's like the original wood. Mm-hmm. And he's like, well, I'm going to strip the paint and take this back to the original wood. Sure. I was like, um. Very important. Uh, right this minute? <laughs> Would you like to know how far he got on that project? Um, the door frame is still off of the frame, isn't it? Uh-huh. Yep. <laughs> yep. It's been off for basically, at this point, four years. Yeah, Almost five is, years. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds yeah. right. Mm-hmm. That's why I, uh, I'm not really excited about any of these projects. So he's like, I'm going to do this thing. I'm like, are you? Yeah. Just don't, uh, just don't have him ask Alex to help him because it... <laughs> It won't happen. <laughs> I love my husband, but it won't happen. Or it'll be like half done and they'll be yeah, like, and then they'll, they'll get all excited about it and do like half of it and then the yeah. day will be over and then they won't go back to it. <laughs> right. Yeah. And then they'll have some beers and like forget about it and <laughs> the, the momentum will be lost and that'll, that'll be it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That sounds about right. Oh, man. So <laughs> our actual topic this week, besides life-size Thanos and our husband's being really special uh (laughs) we wanted to talk about the concept of women supporting women and megan i know this was something that you in particular wanted to chat about because you you have some feelings and some opinions well yes i do have some feelings and opinions it came into uh to mind recently because i follow um the actress jamila jamil who you might remember from The Good Place. Uh, she is somewhat of a an activist um, in the, I don't know, 
what I would body acceptance. Mom? Yeah, the body positivity, body acceptance. Yeah. Um, but she has been getting uh, dragged a lot lately, basically for like things that are not even true. Mm-hmm. Um, people are just making crap up to mm-hmm. sell papers or you know British tabloids and things spread on social media and stuff like that. So it just made me think of that and um, how women are like basically made in a way to automatically hate each other and think of the other think of other women as competition yeah we're constantly pitted against each other yes and it is really annoying for one thing like yeah (laughs) i'm very tired of it but also uh it's just kind of ingrained in us like it's almost like we can't help it. Like you have to, it's the same thing with like any other thing that you know is wrong. You are like still an active participant in it, even if you know that it's bad. Right. Like you have to actively work against the bad behavior. Right. Um, And I think this is one of those things just because it's been so ingrained in us where like, you know, the whole like weight loss thing or like people who get the thing that you want and like you just are automatically meant to be meant to think that that person who is that whatever ideal weight that you think you want or they get the job that you want or whatever it is like you're supposed to automatically hate them yeah i yeah and i feel like well and i feel like especially with women there's like you know they're so we're we're and i feel like this actually this probably i would imagine ends up applying to a lot of minorities Mm -hmm. like we can only speak as women because we are white women um we don't belong to parts of to any other minority group but you know i think when there are particularly like in the workplace when there tend to be fewer positions um it, depending on the the industry for women um, or other minority groups, that it's like you have to compete for the one spot. And so instead of having this like actually community over competition mindset, it just becomes the competition mindset. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I think that it can be, and I think getting out of that in other areas of life and coming into a, again, like coming into that community over competition, like there's plenty of space for us all um, and like actually lifting each other up instead of like lifting each other up but like only to their face when you're like actually like kind of backstabbing them when their back is turned like you know what i mean yeah and i think a lot of it has to do with like i know remember when we did our our fashion episode and we're like why don't women's clothes have pockets and Cameron was like the patriarchy right but really (laughs) it is and so like i feel like a lot of this really is the patriarchy again yeah um, because most, a lot, I think a lot of this is really, uh, I mean, it's definitely Western society based, maybe not, maybe not Western specifically, but like, um, the more like the super developed countries, yes. I feel like that's not the right word either that I'm thinking of. Um, 
but like G8 countries, I guess. I don't sure. know. Um, where like we are meant to, you know, be subservient to men mm-hmm. and uh, you're not supposed to be, women are not supposed to be successful and we are just supposed to like live for the man and do what they do and stuff. And then even while like that was going on, women, obviously we form our own bonds. We, you know, in the olden times, people would like, you know, have their knitting circle and, mm-hmm. you know. Knit a giant life-size Thanos together? Oh, wait. <laughs> Probably not times. that. Um, <laughs> but, you know, you wouldn't, you know, you'd all get together to like, you know, make a a new quilt for a new bride or, you, you know, you'd all make bread for the whole town on one day or something, stuff like that and take care of each other's children. Right. Um, but also those kinds of things were kind of, after a point in time, they were kind of discouraged because it was like women being together in a room oh, no. without any men, like supervising them. Oh like, what? no. What if they, what if they plot? Right, because, I mean, in a way, women were plotting because we were fighting for the right to vote, we were fighting for equal rights, and things like that. But that means, according to men, at that time, at least, like, women were trying to usurp them and Mm -hmm. reduce their power, and that was very scary to them. (laughs) And so I feel like a lot of the ways that they, like, worked really hard to make sure women weren't doing those things was to instill this idea of like women should not be friends women are your competition we're gonna make sure that you know you only think that certain women are worthy of things but you're supposed to also hate them while you love them Mm -hmm. (laughs) supposed to look up to people in the magazines but also hate them i feel like i listened to man i feel like i listened to a podcast episode of something recently that was kind of talking about this Mm -hmm. um and like the evolution like essentially the evolution of female female and female male relationships Mm -hmm. um and yeah that there is there was a point in time where like it just sort of became like too scary to men too scary well, I wonder if it's the same thing that I listened to, too, because they were, it was another, the other thing that, that I had listened to was similar to that, but it was also talking a little bit about male-male friendships, too, mm-hmm. and how those, like, like, it used to be more common for men to have, like, very loving, close relationships with each other. Mm-hmm. And I wonder if that was, a, if that was the same thing. Do we read this in Big Friendship? Maybe. <laughs> That would make sense. That would make sense. <laughs> I don't have the book sitting here next to me or I would be thumbing through it. But I'm like looking through my podcast feed. and I'm like, what did I listen to? Because I was like, <laughs> I felt like it was something I listened to. But maybe it was maybe it was reading Big Friendship. Uh, maybe. maybe that's what it, it was. It would make sense if we were both thinking about the same thing. Yeah, because as soon as you said like, maybe it was the same. I was like, hmm. Yeah. <laughs> if that was indeed what it was, we'll link to it in the, in the show notes, people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I just oh, think it's, it's just fascinating, I think, how we've kind of created that myth. Like, mm-hmm. we've gone along with it. That's the thing. Like, it's created by men, mostly, but we've gone along with it. Yes. For the longest time. And for a like, very long time. I, most of us, many of us are trying to fight back against it, but it's so hard. Yeah. So something that 
we have kind of, uh, I guess, glommed on to as a society um, is this idea of the queen bee. Mm-hmm, absolutely. So it's interesting because the, there's an article in the New York Times um, that we'll link to this quote that you pulled out. Um, and it's it's Cheryl Sandberg talking about basically this like myth of the queen bee. Um, and it says... Queen bees exist, but they're far less common than we think. Women aren't any meaner to women than men are to one another. Women are just expected to be nicer. We stereotype men as aggressive and women as kind. When women violate those stereotypes, we judge them harsh, harshly. Um, which is interesting. Yes. And, and we think about this a lot. I know that, that you and I, in particular, talk about it a lot in different aspects of life um a lot of times it'll be work um but not always work sometimes it's you know if we read a story about something we'll often say would they be saying this if this person was male instead of female Mm -hmm. like would we be all saying oh she's such a bitch or would we be saying like if it was a man would we be like oh yeah they just get out there and they they just they get it done and they they see they get what they want um and so i think it is interesting when you like really take a step back and think like yeah women aren't actually just they aren't like meaner to their counterparts than men are to one another we just are supposed to in this social contract be nice to each other yeah we're just always supposed to be nice all the time and like how many times have you been told by someone that you should smile more Mm. like every single woman every single woman has had that said to them hundreds of times that Mm -hmm. you should smile more or you should just like you're walking down the street you should just smile like first of all no one walks down the street smiling to themselves because that's fucking creepy. Only loons do that. <laughs> like, <laughs> not going to be walking around going, la, 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 like, Right. No. Um, but it is this weird thing where, like, you think back to the 2016 election, even in just the primaries where it's like, well, you can't listen to what Hillary Clinton says because she's so shrill and right. does all these wrong things. I'm like... Because if you compare her to Bernie Sanders, who was, like, literally screaming <laughs> during debates. Right. Or during his speeches. And you watch her, and she's just speaking like a poised, intelligent woman. And you're right. just like, what? What exactly is going on here? Right. It's insane. It is. It is. And, and we... Anytime a, a woman dares to assert herself in any kind of way then she gets labeled as a bitch. A bitch, yeah. Um, and, I, I, you know, that's that's not... Now, sometimes are we being bitchy? Yes. <laughs> that's like I... So, okay, I'm going to rabbit trail here for a minute. It's like when people are like, we should eliminate the word bossy from our vocabulary. They're exhibiting leadership skills. I do not agree with that because i think there's a difference between exhibiting leadership skills and being bossy 
That is true. I agree with that. Because being bossy does not automatically mean you're being a leader. Sometimes you're just being bossy. Yes. So I also think that men can be bossy. I call my husband bossy all the time. So don't come (laughs) at me and be like, would you call a man bossy? Yes, I do call a man bossy all the time. I live with him. He's married to me. So... I, you know, I want to say, like, yes, there are times that, like, there are times I'm just straight up being a bitch. Mm-hmm. And then there are times when I am just asserting myself and standing up for myself or standing up for someone else or, you know, whatever. And that gets deemed as being bitchy because it's not being warm and cuddly. Yeah. Like, why do we as women, when we write, have to write emails in the work world that are not the greatest, like, maybe it's not the happiest email we've ever had to send. Maybe we're, you know, not happy about something and we have to tell the person or we're not happy about this thing. But then we, like, still feel the need to, like, throw in an exclamation point. to have an exclamation point and you have to have nice words and you have to say please and uh one of the things that women do a lot in emails that I've been trying not to do after ever since I learned about this study and realized it was true for me is that women a lot of times when they're sending emails send I just wanted to blah 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 where it's like all you have to do is say you know where is the thing that I need like I need this thing but yeah. instead, instead, women are like, I just wanted to check in and make sure that... Like, I sent no. like 87, just checking in on yeah. emails a day. Yes, exactly. And it, men don't do that. Like women, that's the thing women don't do. Like men just say like, "I we're still waiting for this thing. Right, <laughs> right. But then there is also... Because, you know, sometimes those sometimes those emails are going to clients. Mm-hmm. And so as someone who is in a client services position, I also know if I send an email that says, I need this, where is it? Then they're going to be like, she's such a bitch. We're not going to work with her again. Yeah. So th- there's this like, okay, I don't want to play the game. But, but I'm you also have to. I have to. I feel like yeah. if I don't play the game, then I'll lose the game. Yeah, there is this uh, comedian, uh, a comedian slash writer, who lately has been getting pretty popular because she, she is the person. I don't. I don't. If you're on Twitter, and I think maybe she does on Instagram too. She takes the president's speeches and then like dubs them <laughs> into like her acting them out and she, she she's very funny but she also has written a bunch of books and i saw this going around recently uh she wrote the book's actually a few years old but it's called to be how to how to be successful without hurting men's feelings oh and there is a section within the book that is basically like a picture of a man and a picture of a woman and they're saying the same thing and then mm. it like gives the example of like the man, how the man, what the man is saying is like totally fine and good, and what the woman is saying is like super offensive or bad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I just had to laugh because it's so true. Like mm-hmm. the if you go 
to Amazon, which will link the the actual book thing. They have a little preview of the book, and it shows the example that they have on there is they're both saying your document needs a lot more work, and the man it says that he's helpful, and the woman it says that she is abrasive, mm. and I was like, yeah, yep, so true. You're like, it's so true. It's not funny. It's, yes. It's funny, but also like in a really sad way. <laughs> right. You're like, I don't know. I don't want to, I don't want to talk about it. Yeah. Uh, it's just because of those things. That's the reason why it is in intrinsically hard for women to support each other. Yeah. Unless they have been shown by other women how to do that. Yes. Yeah, I think that you're absolutely right. I think that you have to learn it from somebody else. Mm-hmm. Like, this is, like, I am going to support you and stop. Not, mm-hmm. I am going to support you until you become more successful than I am and I feel threatened. Mm-hmm. Or I am going to support you and then talk about you behind your back or i'm going to support you because if i support you then you'll support me and i will get something out of it right it just has to be you are i am going to support you right the end yes (laughs) no strings attached it's not like so one of the one of the good things that i saw come out of covid it was everyone um taking up the idea of how to support your friends in their business, uh-huh. um, online business mostly, um, and their, you know, side hustles and all their little endeavors. Something that has been, has come up for bloggers for years, but during COVID, because everyone was quarantined, this kind of thing came up a lot more often for other industries. Mm-hmm. And so on social media, it was going around a lot, um, Something actually that previous guest Kathleen recently had shared, I think a couple of weeks ago, maybe about how to support each other. And it was like, share your friend's business on Facebook, like share, share them on social media, leave them a review. Like there's so many things that you can do mm-hmm. that don't necessarily mean like, oh, well, my, to support my friend, I have to buy their thing. Like, right. You don't have to. Right. You don't have to feel like you need to buy everyone's thing. Like, right. That's how everyone gets sucked, sucked into MLM. Right. Don't do that. <laughs> you then have like 12,000 pairs of LuLaRoe leggings in your house. Right. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> but there's just like this weird thing where people feel like it's so much work to actually support each other. And it's really not. No. I supported my friend Kathleen today because she was on the news and because she and her friends started a new like jewelry company and they've been making these really cute mask chains and they were on the local sacramento news this morning and she i found the like live streaming link and i watched the news segment i knew what time she was going to be on i knew what hour she was going to be on and i watched her news segment that's awesome that was it not that hard i also like because i have some media relations experience when she told me that they were going to be on the news i was like okay here are some of my media training tips like here are some <laughs> of the tips i learned when i had clients that were going on the news that's it yeah like i didn't expect her to like 
send me free shit. I didn't expect her to like shout me out. I'm not expecting like any, like anything. I just yeah. told her, like I gave her some tips so that they could, you know, be, feel prepared and confident going into their new segment. And then I watched it. It took like three, it was three, it was a three minute segment. It took three minutes of my life to be supportive and watch my friend's new segment. Yeah. And then, of course, boomerang it on Insta stories. Because <laughs> if it didn't go on Insta stories, did it even happen? But, like, you know, it just doesn't, especially with the way that social media is now, it's so easy to, on Instagram, to share a post to your stories. Mm-hmm. Or to, I don't really understand how TikTok works, but people share shit from TikTok on other platforms all the time. So, like, you know, there's just so many different ways that you can share somebody, like, what somebody is doing, even if, because, again, like, I don't think you have to, if your friend is doing something, like, that doesn't mean you have to buy their stuff, because not everything is for everyone. It might not be your style of thing, but it might be somebody you know's style of thing. Yeah. Like, they might be looking for it. And so they, you know, they might be like, oh, I've actually been looking for her whatever yeah and i think too the other thing to remember is that you also if you're supporting somebody you don't have to do it publicly yep like that doesn't have to be a thing that you, that trips you up i think i'm one of those people who is very nervous about like um uh, energy vampires uh-huh <laughs> i'm very protective of my time obviously so yes. like i I want to support people, but also, like, I want to make sure that I do it on on my own terms. Yes. Um, So I don't get sucked into, like, this rabbit hole of, like, supporting all the people. Uh, And so, like, you just, like, send someone a text and be like, hey, that thing that you did was cool. Or Mm -hmm. an Instagram DM on their share or anything like that. Like, that is still good. You're, like, the queen, for me, you're one of my, like, queens of the, like, stealth support. (laughs) Like, just all of a sudden, like, if I'm going through a hard time or something exciting is happening, like, I'll have a little, like, a little gift from Megan. Or, like, a little text. Or just, like, unexpected. Just a little, like, I love you thing that just, like, happens. It's, It's stealth. She stealth loves you. (laughs) but like you know and it's not there's not a big like oh i'm gonna do blah 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 like it just happens there it is just very quietly like you sneak it in there yeah i think it's funny it's it's kind of it's related to like the idea of um female friendships i think in like the age of social media where people feel like everybody needs to share everything all the time yes and pretty much every time i get together with my friends we don't take any pictures ever. Oh, I like <laughs> so always forget. <laughs> well, then I get to the end. And I'm like, well, crap, I don't have any pictures of that. I had a really good time. Right. Because we're so into having a good time and not being like, we have to take 25,000 selfies. Right. Which I, you know, if that's your thing, I guess that's cool. But also like, just because you're not documenting it necessarily for the world to see does not mean that you are not in supportive female friendships right it just and I means think a lot of people get hung up on the squad thing yes the squad the squad is a thing yeah i uh, hopefully getting to be less of a thing but 
I don't know. I don't know. I I think so. Um, I mean, I think it's important to have your your group. Yeah, I think it's important sure. to have your group, but I don't think it has to be like this is my hashtag squad squad goals hashtag squad. Like, if I ask someone else to tell me, like to to say. Like, who's your squad? Mm-hmm. I, I don't know that anyone who's not, like, in the squad could tell you, right? Because I'm not constantly, like, sharing, like, oh, this is my little group. Mm-hmm. It just feels so, socials. I don't know. So, like, at playground. Yes. You know, like, so I remember when I was in, oh, was it second or third grade? There was this whole thing with two different groups of girls and both groups of girls were like trying to claim one of the people as their best friend. Yes. And it was like the war basically between these two groups of friends. It was the worst thing. And I feel like that is kind of what still is happening. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And I, I just don't really understand. Like we've been talking about this. I feel like we could talk about it for a really long time and still not really understand the why, the why of why we are just always battling each other. Yeah, I because I experienced and and I definitely like experienced this, and I I mean I've experienced this at a few points in my life, but like I when I was in college and I became friends with Erin, last week's guest. she was living with a couple other girls and we there was a group of four of us and we went on uh, like a christmas break trip to florida and over the course of that trip one of the other girls like kind of figured out that aaron and i had become super close and were kind of becoming better friends than mm-hmm. she and aaron were and she like lost her shit about it like completely just couldn't handle it yeah and it wasn't like we were being like no you can't be friends with us she just i think she just wanted to like be the bestie or couldn't handle that our relationship was different than their relationship was like i've seen this play out in numerous different ways in over the course of my life like it's just i i think like sometimes we're like but I have to be that person's best friend. Like, are you someone else's best friend? Great. Like, I don't know. It's just, it's very strange to me. I think we all have that, for lack of a better way of saying it, FOMO. Yes. Basically, we're like, you know, if, like, you and I are very good friends, obviously. Mm-hmm. But, like, if you are off, like, you go off and do something with your other friends, like, I because I'm adult, I'm not like oh my I'm not god, Stephanie's doing something without me. But I might be a little bit like, oh, well, that sounds like fun. That would be cool to do later. Like I'm not going to be like, oh, I really want to go and crash the party. Kind of right. Situation. You're not going to sit around and like stick your lip out and oh, nobody loves me. I guess I'll eat worms. Right. Like you're. <sighs> I, there was someone I was reading, and I can't remember who said it. I I almost want to say it was Glennon, but I don't know if it was. 
but um, the concept of like where your heart is not a container Mm -hmm. where you can have relationships with infinite people Mm -hmm. and it's not you're not going to run out of heart space right you don't love you don't run out of love love is not finite finite yes Mm -hmm. and the same thing with friendships your friendships are not finite like yes there's time that you need to spend and you might (laughs) you have a limited amount of time yeah but if i don't talk to you one day i'm not gonna be like oh my god our friendship is over ah she hates me because um, I haven't talked to you. Like, it'd be weird. <laughs> but, <laughs> it is weird on the days where I'm like, God, I really didn't talk to Megan much today. Uh, but I'm but, also not like, oh, my God, she must hate me. Our friendship is over. Right. Exactly. It's a, That's why, you know, if you have friends that you made at any point in the past, and if you haven't seen them for a long time, and then you do see them again, and you kind of just, like, pick up again. Yes. Instead of be like, so how's the weather? Right. Or, like, that weird thing where you go to a reunion, you just kind of all talk about, like, either high school or, like, try to catch up from, like, the last five years. Yes. But if you're a really good friends, you just kind of keep going on and just yeah. talk about whatever. You do. You um, just pick up. It's whatever. Sometimes there's a little bit of, like, oh, okay, what's new with whatever? Mm-hmm. But it doesn't – there's – you just – it just is. Like I could go, I could go weeks without talking to Aaron, and then pick up and be like, "Oh, yep." Mm-hmm. And there are friends that I talk to literally every day. Like yeah. I have, I have my everyday texting friends, and then I have friends that I talk to like once a week, once every couple weeks, and I'm not any closer or further, it like friendship wise with one than the other it's just a different kind of relationship different personalities like i i just they are different people and so those are different friendships and relationships but this this idea of like not having this like finite amount of love like that also i feel like and i feel like a lot of this can in a lot of ways play into the adoption space um Particularly when we're talking about open adoptions, like I think particularly mothers and and adoptive mothers can feel very threatened by birth mothers and like worried that they're, you know, having a really open relationship with their child's birth mother will take away from their motherhood in some way. And which it absolutely doesn't, because again, love is not finite. Like my child can love me as her mother and also love Taylor as her mother. Those two things are not mutually exclusive. And mm-hmm. so, you know, this heart I feel like there's there's some tie-ins here that because I because I do and I mean, yeah, in the adoption space, a lot of times you are seeing birth mothers and not as many birth fathers. Um, but I feel like this this women pitted against each other narrative affects so many areas of life, like at work and personal relationships. And like, I think it, it has seeped into these these mothering relationships and all of these different things. Um, oh, man, the mothering space just in general. The mothering space in oh general is fucking wild. You are in for a ride, woman. <laughs> <laughs> like, 
<laughs> like I'm it, only it, seven months in and it is wild. <laughs> it is a wild. Uh, it's crazy. I mean, it's one of the reasons, honestly, like, I'm not friends with a lot of moms. Mm-hmm. Like I'm friends with moms because I'm friends with them already. Right. But I'm not like, I, I did not really become friends with any of my kids' friends' parents. Sure. Um, partially because it's like I'm a I'm a weird friendship person, as you know. You're uh, fine. It's fine. But I I didn't want the only thing else that we had in common was that we had kids. Right. <laughs> in the same class. Yeah. Uh, but there's the competition level is just ridiculous and stupid because mm-hmm. like. Especially when they're, like, four or five years old. Who cares? Right. Like, it really doesn't matter. (laughs) Right. I mean, like, even... Like, I've even... I've felt this to some degree um, because I, weirdly, know a number of people who had babies, like, within a few weeks on either side of when Eden was born. Mm-hmm. And so there are all these babies that are clustered together within the span of a few weeks. And, and of course, all the moms are posting their, you know, monthly pictures and, you know, you know, it's, you know, so-and-so is six months old this month. And I mean, I do it too. Mostly I do it because I'm trying to share with birth family, which is actually the only reason that I'm probably doing it. Um, but everybody does it. It's the thing. And, like, even they'll be like, you know, oh, they started crawling this month. And I'm like, my daughter's not crawling yet. Oh, my God. Or they'll be like, oh, so they're they're cruising now. And I'm like, oh, my God. She's not pulling herself up yet. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. What's, oh, my God. Is my child really behind? Like, you just fall into this, like, I don't know. It's really weird. And, and stupid. And it's just weird. Yeah, no, it's totally, it's, it's, it is weird. It's weird with their babies because like, you do want to make sure that there's nothing wrong with them. Right. But it does feel like this crazy competition. Because then there's also like, if you read the baby books, it'll even say like, there will be like a four month span of time when babies (laughs) typically tend to demonstrate a certain milestone or skill. And yeah. and it literally, like, it'll emphasize in there, like, this is the typical range, meaning that there are babies that are going to fall on either side. And you could be, like, at the beginning of that range, and somebody will post, like, oh, so-and-so pulled themselves up. And I'm like, oh, my God, she didn't pull herself up yet. Oh, my God, she hasn't purposefully said mama or dada. Oh, my God. Like, <laughs> and, you're, and, and you know in your head, you're like, you're being stupid. <laughs> and yet there it is like it yeah. just already that competition of like is my child keeping up like yeah. it, it's what am i gonna have to say this month when i share her picture am i gonna have any any good milestone to share like <laughs> i'm gonna say she's really fucking cute like the end she yeah. continued to be the cutest baby in the world compete with that like <laughs> i don't know it's wild yeah it is definitely, I mean, parent, it, for parenting, it's definitely different because it's like that, you know, it's your kid. So you definitely feel that extra protection level. Yeah. And so you feel like you have to, like, brag on your kids. But the competition is just, like, it's just crazy. Yeah. So it's how crazy. how do we get past this? <sighs> yeah, that sounds right. <laughs> I mean, you know, I do think 
I think that when we start being mindful of the voices that we're taking in on social media, Mm -hmm. then it starts to change our mindset a little bit. Yeah, it's kind of like the trash in, trash out mindset. Absolutely. So, you know, if you're if you're following people and you like are they the type that seem to just shout out their friends and lift up their friends and talk about how how proud they are and do they share you know, maybe they're, you know, they've got a certain niche that they fall in. Like, are they sharing the content of their, quote, competitors? And, mm-hmm. you know, just to be supportive. Like, I, I think there's lots of ways that you can kind of tell, like, is someone doing this for real? Or, or are they doing things to, to look good? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I do. I think yeah, I think like even though it's social media and there is always a level of like do I know them in person? I think you can tell when people are being genuine and following people like Jamila Jamil, Glennon Doyle, um Kristen Bell I think does a really good job of this. There's a lot of women that I follow in the adoption space that I think are really amazing at this. It starts to change your mindset. Mm-hmm. Um, that you know what we can just share things because it's the right thing to do to like lift up other women without any need for recognition. Yes, like I agree. Just do something nice. The and end. I think. I think, too, one of the other things that people should do if you happen to be employed um, Mm -hmm. is to do what you can to uh, promote the work of the people that you work with. And, um, you know, if somebody does a great job on something, like, tell them that you're like, you know, hey, you did a great job on that or thank them for their help on something. Um, If you could do that in a semi-public way, Mm -hmm. that's even better um you know we have uh phone calls like uh, team phone calls and it sometimes it's it works out really well to be able to say that like on a call to someone mm-hmm. so you can like, hear a voice actually saying like hey you did a really good job on that or like i really appreciate your help on this thing yep um that is not only like supporting the work that they do but also like is really good for like your work uh mental health yes (laughs) it's good to feel appreciated um but if you're talking to other people maybe not on your team and you can find a way to promote that person yes with or the the work that they do not like you know you're not trying to get them to get a different job or anything but like a situation where you're like oh you know Steffi would be perfect to do that thing Mm-hmm. Like, that is the kind of support that women need on the job. Or if you, like, as someone in a in a managerial role, mm-hmm. like, if someone says, like, oh, Steffi, good job on landing that client. Like, 
I try to say, you know, it wasn't just me. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, this other person really did so much work on this proposal. Like, I couldn't yeah. have done it without this person. Yeah. Um, you know, making sure that the that the people who run the company know that the people who are technically below me are doing great. Yeah. Like, yeah, because it's not just about, like, you telling the person that they're mm-hmm. doing great. Like, mm-hmm. it's important to tell the people above you mm-hmm. and that's, who's been working on it. And honestly, it's like, we're doing it because it's the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. But I've never had that actually, like, I've never had that work out bad for me. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, that has never come back to bite me in the ass. I mean, how would it? <laughs> I mean, you know? I guess, you know, like people, I, well, I think that's what, I think that's like this myth that c- people p- have in their head. Like, oh, well, if I tell my boss that someone below me did a really good job on something, they're going to think that they're better at my job than I am at my job and that they should have my job. And that's not, that's not necessarily how it goes. Like lifting up my, my colleagues and the people that are reporting to me has only ever like been good for me. Mm-hmm. Um, so even though that's not why I do it, I've never had it come back to bite me in the ass. So, yeah, I, yeah. you know, I think it's just good. I mean, it's just good practice in general. Like don't be, but a very, dead, especially man. it's, imp- it's especially important for women to like get those yes. kudos. And also, to be able to make their voices heard. Um, yes. I was reading, oh, I, God, I, I don't want to say it was Big Friendship again. <laughs> <laughs> I was reading something recently about in Obama's White House, um, the women that worked there, they started, like, bumping up each other. So mm-hmm. if you there would be in a meeting and then be like, oh. I think it Steffi, was a big friendship. <laughs> yeah. Steffi just said this really good thing. Like, let's, like, go back to what she said. Like, basically, yes. like, doubling down on what that person said. Yes. To make sure that those women's voices were heard. Basically, we just really love big friendship. Yeah. Basically, um, we're obsessed and everyone should read it. <laughs> yes. Everyone should read it. It ties in very well to it this does. episode. Um, well, because they, so really they, point, though. they have shine theory. Let's yeah. talk about shine theory. Yeah. So they explain shine theory in the book. And the so the authors of the book, Aminatu So and Anne Friedman, came up with this kind of philosophy way of life. And they've been writing about it for a while. And a lot of people have talked about it. But they're the ones that kind of deemed it shine theory. And, and, and the idea is that you lift up other people without expectation of them coming back and lifting you up. Mm-hmm. And that when you do that, you're, everybody shines. Yep. Like when you shine on other people, you also shine just by, by the nature of it. Um, and so it, like, it's definitely, it's definitely a great book to read for this topic because it, they it, it's that's absolutely what they're doing with shine theory they're talking like you just you lift other people up and stop you don't expect something back you don't like oh well i'm gonna give you a boost so that next week you'll give me a boost you just mm-hmm. do it because it's the fucking right thing to do 
<laughs> that's it. And I think that's it. I think yeah. And I think when you if you start to feel like those competitive feelings or those, you know, queen bee-ish type thoughts or those not nice feelings, that's like a really good hint to yourself to like look mm-hmm. inside yourself and figure yeah. out like why am I feeling this way? What is it that I have learned over the years that makes me have this gut reaction? Yes. And kind of explore that instead of just like automatically going to whatever your reaction, your not nice reaction might be. And I'm not saying that like we have to be nice all the time. Like we already covered. Right. <laughs> that you don't have, have to be nice all the time. Right. Like, <laughs> it's but, not about being nice necessarily. It's just being, yes. you know, knowing if something triggers you, about. yeah, and if something's triggering you, there's usually, like, a reason why it's triggering you, right? right. And, and and again, like, not to harp on the adoption connection, but we talk about this a lot in the adoption community. Like, when we read something and it really, like, picks at us, there's usually a reason. And mm-hmm. a lot of times it's because we're reading something or we're seeing something that we're seeing reflected in ourselves that we don't necessarily like. Yeah. And so that might be a cue that we need to like think on that and do some inner work. And so if this idea of lifting up other women, just, just doing it, if that's really difficult, like take a step and like, think about like, okay, why is, why am I having a hard time with this? Or, if you get, you know, if your friend does have some success and you're so jealous, like kind of take a step and be like, why am I so jealous about this? Mm-hmm. Like I, 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 is there something that I need to like work on? Like there's probably something else going on that, you know, you probably need to, to just like take, take a beat and do, do a little inner work. Yeah. I think that is a good place to end yeah absolutely yeah. also go to therapy but yeah that's true absolutely. that's a whole nother <laughs> <laughs> stuffy yes what Megan. is bringing you joy this week well i feel like maybe i started off way too strong out of the gate um with the life-size thanos because <laughs> um, that did bring me a lot of joy i'm not uh, i'm not gonna lie to you um but we are going to go apple picking this weekend. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. And a couple friends are coming into town. And so we're going to have like a girl's trip to the apple orchard. It's going to be such a good weekend. I'm so excited. I'm pretty sure my entire family is coming. So it'll be girls and also my family. But... We'll make them go hang out by themselves. Like they have to go do something else <laughs> while the girls hang out. No. <laughs> Apparently there are multiple activities for children to do. There actually are. Yeah, I was looking at there and it's like there's a corn maze and there's... There's like some sort of slingshot thing. Oh, the boys Um, will probably have a blast. So honestly, they will probably want to go off with and like do that stuff while we actually pick apples. (laughs) Yes, that's fine. I'm fine with that. They can drive in in a separate car though. (laughs) And then we will eat all of the donuts. Oh my gosh. And apple fritters. Oh my goodness. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. And apple cider. I want to come home with all the apple cider. Mm -hmm. My kids are very excited about the apple cider. 
Apple cider is the best. I love yeah. a nice mulled cider. Mm. Mm, so good. So that is bringing me joy. I'm very excited. Excellent. How about you? Uh, well, I went to the farmer's market this past weekend. <gasps> we have a cute little farmer's market, right? It's a cute little farmer's market. So I can nice walk little... to it from my house. It's so great. It's amazing. Um, the season's kind of winding down, so it's a little bit smaller than it probably normally is. Plus the I'm COVID. Guessing. Like, that's, it's, a, it's a weird Plus combo. COVID, yeah. Um, I assume probably during normal times, like, it goes around the whole square. It does. Yeah. yeah there's one, they block off Washington Street, but mm-hmm. on three sides of the square, it's, like, packed. Yeah. So there's uh, definitely, there was only maybe, like, ten booths or something like that, but... It was very lovely. There was a wide variety of uh, fruits and vegetables. Mm-hmm. Um, my son was very excited because they had pears, and he loves pears. Oh, yes. Uh, and I got so overwhelmed because I hadn't really, like, thought about what to get at the farmer's market. Well, you have to kind of scope and see what's even available, you know? That's true. And it, so that's, we walked around for a little bit, and then I was like, okay, now I'm going to go back and, like, pick out some things. But I didn't, like, think ahead to be like, what I, what, do, what am I looking for from the farmer's market to make? <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. So I was kind of just like, what's speaking to me? Like, what should I get? Uh, so I ended up with some, a butternut squash, of course, mm-hmm. a leek, because I thought that was a good idea. I just bought one leek. Like, what am I going to do A single leek? leek? You goof. I don't, I don't know what's wrong with me. Um, <laughs> I wasn't in the right mind. I don't know. Um shallots uh the pears Uh uh-huh um green beans uh what else did i get i got a pound i got those little like tiny like red fingerling kind potatoes oh uh uh-huh not like red ones but they're like more purplish yes i can't remember what kind they are but they were super cheap i was thrilled <laughs> um and i got some meat too so all there you could exciting. probably make like a lovely soup with the squash and your one leek and some of the shallots yeah that's probably what i'm gonna do i was gonna make tacos but the kids are always like butternut squash tacos but <laughs> i've made them like many times before and it's always ends up fine but they always complain about it well, so i might just know. make soup for myself alex made french onion soup last night and it was mm. it was really good that does sound good it was delicious uh yeah so i'm excited uh it goes on for a few more weeks and then i guess it moves and goes inside yeah they have like a once a month indoor market situation yeah. although you are going to be getting the winter csa so I am. that's going to be exciting for you. made sure to join that right away. I'm sure it's going to be all root vegetables and kale. So, <laughs> you know, I think they're good. I think they're doing popcorn. They were saying that's how awesome. CSA members are getting popcorn. I think I saw in the Facebook group. So that's exciting. And then there's usually a really big Thanksgiving market. Oh, um, that's cool. That they do yeah. the, the Saturday before Thanksgiving. So I usually get most of my produce at that market. And and usually, like, I'll get some, like, honey or jam or something for our charcuterie board. And there's usually flowers and all sorts of fun stuff. So I'm hoping that that'll still be, that'll still be a thing this year for our... Or Thanksgiving, but yeah, it's a it's a nice little market. So yeah, it was cute. It was uh, 
Yeah. I didn't shop, I didn't shop at every booth, but there was enough variety. I think that mm-hmm. I could definitely like get all my foods if I wanted to. Absolutely. Um, and it was kind of cool because there was uh, this squash type that I had never seen before. Mm. Um, it was a candy. A candy roaster squash. Oh, I think I've. Those are like kind of new. I don't They're, think I've had them before, but yeah. I've seen them on social media because I'm a freak. So, <laughs> and I don't follow normal people. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, I'm a freak, so I took a picture of it so I could Google it later. Um, so they're very big, like really long, like oh. twice as long as a butternut squash, basically. Um, but they are actually like. Cult- they were cultivated by um, a Native American tribe. Oh. And I can't remember which one it was now. I'll have to look it up so we can add it to our show notes later. Uh, but it's like an heirloom variety, and I must be coming back. Interesting. Did you get so, one? No. I did not buy one because I didn't know what it was, and so... But next week. next If they have them next week, I will buy one. If, you have them, if they have them next week... You gotta absolutely get one of those because they're supposed to be very delicious roasted. So that's I do love I mean, a winter squash. Sounds, <laughs> I love a winter squash. Actually, Edie really loves butternut squash. Perfect. Um, I've I roasted some butternut squash for her, and she's been like chowing down on I it. I knew there was a reason I liked her. Oh my god, she's so funny. Like she just because you know we're kind of doing this like mix of. Uh, purees i don't feed her that many purees anymore um but purees like kind of baby wet leaning and so did i say that right baby lead weenie i don't know <laughs> i think it's a baby wet weenie <laughs> something i don't know <laughs> baby lead weaning um bless my heart um and so it's sometimes whatever we've had the night before for dinner i just give her some mm. leftovers and so she's she had some italian beef <laughs> this week and the girlfriend was not at all phased by like the pepperoncini peppers in there she was like yum give it more like okay. Start early, man. Yeah, yeah. she's my good little eater she's a funny little duck <laughs> well next week we are going to talk about halloween I have a lot of a feelings about this holiday. So you really do. I've got a lot. So y'all buckle up. This is going <laughs> to be a bumpy ride. So until then, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and listen to us on your favorite platform. You can also follow us on social media at IRSI Podcast or send us an email at I'd rather stay in podcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Talk to you soon.